Meatball Ron has it going on. Isn't that what Trump calls him, Meatball Ron? Or what's the other nickname he has uh, for Ron DeSantis? Uh, Ron DeSanctimonious. <laughs> and uh, if there's one thing good about Trump is it's these nicknames he just throws at people. As childish as it is, it's it does make it all entertaining, especially when it's his primary opponents. <laughs> but he kicked their asses in 2016. <laughs> oh, man, but this isn't about Trump. This is about Ron DeSantis, who may be running for president. So we're going to go over why you should not support this asshole and why he's a piece of shit. And when I do these segments, this isn't about gaffes they made. This isn't about you know whether or not they remembered to wear a patriotic lapel button on their suit. This isn't about stupid shit they said or did. In their formidable years or when they were younger. Uh uh-uh, no, this is serious shit I'm talking about. This is real stuff. And these are just gonna be more red flags than you could shake a stick at. So we're gonna dive deep into this. We'll start with Ron's record as a congressman in the US House of Representatives and some things there on why you should not support him. All right, so as far as who he really represents, uh, let's go on over to our friend, opensecrets.org. Ron DeSantis, representative, Republican Florida. Uh, Data for 2018, his first election was 2012. All right, top contributors during his last, what I believe was his 2017, 2018, I think that's his last, uh, year in the house there top contributors we have the house freedom fund long story short they have nothing to do with freedom and everything to do with taking things away anything the government does that could help people or really help people who are just really poor really struggling house freedom fund basically just wants to cut it and take it away long story short i know some people are cool with that because they don't like paying taxes or they think that that stuff is where all their tax money goes wrong. It doesn't, but that's basically what they do. You know, if you were to look them up, you would see basically nothing but that. Long story short, I see Credit Union National Association. That's about banking or credit unions specifically. But here's where it gets really bad. I see GEO Group. Now that is a bigger red flag than the logo on a bottle of French's mustard. Why is that? If you're unfamiliar with the GEO group, who they are, it's a publicly traded C corporation that invests in private prisons. Bam, bad news right there. Problem with uh, private prisons is it, it creates a profit motive to throw more people in jail, which means not being pro freedom by any stretch, any excuse to lock people up. So any politician that takes money from a source like this is going to be all about supporting policies that lock people up, even if people shouldn't be locked up. So when it comes to things like legalizing weed, for example, treating it like alcohol type of thing, yeah, you're not going to get that from assholes who take money from the private prison industry. And that's just an ex- one example right there. So you can't call somebody pro-freedom 
if they're all about creating an incentive to incarcerate even more people, all right? I mean, there's already enough people in jail for victimist crimes as it is. We don't need more of that. In fact, we need to go into the other direction if we want to call ourselves a free country. So that right there is a reason not to vote for this guy, no matter what the hell he runs for, to be honest. But it gets worse. It gets, we move on. What else do we see here? John Bolton Pack. Oh, God. So that's a political action committee by John Bolton, who was ambassador to the UN at some point during the Bush administration. And this guy's credibility on anything is shot as far as I'm concerned. He was a huge proponent of the Iraq war. Even before Bush took office in the late 90s, he was writing letters of President Clinton saying, come on, remove Saddam Hussein. So he's one of the architects of the Iraq war. And we saw how great that worked out, right? Oh, yeah, they found those weapons of mass destructions, right? Yeah, so John Bolton is a piece of shit. Oh, and years ago, he also supported the Vietnam War while avoiding going to fight in Vietnam. So, yeah, fuck him. So fuck John Bolton. Fuck anybody who takes money from his pack anybody who has anything to do with him because i mean he's your man if you like things like uh costly deadly wars that have nothing to do with defending your freedom or defending our country um more and more military veterans in america each day killing themselves uh national debt going up because of these bullshit wars and even innocent civilians getting blown up and killed on the other side of the world. Yeah, I mean, if these are things that you like, then, hey, John Bolton's your man. So that's another red flag right there, John Bolton pack. Goddamn. So, yeah, another reason not to support Ron DeSantis or anybody who takes money from sources like this. Then we see Coke Industries. All right, what a lot of like people say George Soros is to liberals or Democrats in real life, that's what the Koch brothers are to a lot of Republicans and conservatives. And Koch is spelled K-O-C-H, not to confuse it with the soda brand. Or Koch brother, because I know one of them croaked a few years ago. So Koch Industries, uh, well, let's uh, read about them for a bit here, shall we? Oh, look at this. This is a... Uh, from the EPA on their site here. This oil spill settlement, Coke Industries Incorporated oil spill settlement. Coke Industries Inc. will pay the largest civil fine ever imposed on a company under any federal environmental law to resolve claims related to more than 300 oil spills from its pipelines and oil facilities in six states, Justice Department and US EPA announced. Settlement filed on January 13, 2000, requires Coke, the second largest privately held company in the U.S., to pay a $30 million civil penalty, improve its leak prevention programs, and spend $5 million on environmental projects. Now, you may say, well, hey, that's EPA, government bad, government bad. All right. Well, depends what makes you think that, because this isn't just a bunch of, like, blue states getting together, trying to say, ooh, Republican donor, bad, let's find the shit out of them. No. The settlement filed in U.S. District Court in Houston result, you know, where, I mean, this is like oil land, right? 
resolves two lawsuits in Houston and Tulsa, Oklahoma, which charged that Coke illegally discharged crude oil and petroleum products in Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, Louisiana, and Alabama. Yeah, a bunch of uh, red states there. The state of Texas joined the United States in suing Coke, and the $30 million penalty will be divided equally between Texas and the federal government. So yeah, all right, so I guess I could see there, Texas wants to get in on that, that cash, okay. But the fact that states that are red and associated with oil even went after these bastards. That speaks volumes. I mean, it's not California or New York or Massachusetts, like being all blue and Democrat and saying, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I mean, forget all this, you know, partisan media bullshit that you're fed all the time. This speaks volumes. If it's Texas, if it's these red states that are even going after these bastards because of the oil spills, that speaks volumes. So, yes, if you want a clean environment, if you and all that, then do not support anybody who takes money from Coke Industries. And this is just one of many examples. I mean, you could do a whole, whole series on on the Coke brothers and Coke Industries and this, that, and the other, uh, their political endeavors and what they try to push for. And when you look at voting records of those who take money from them, you you connect to the dots really easily. And we'll get to that in a moment. So yeah, Coke Industries, John Bolton Pack, GEO Group, that right there are reasons not to support a candidate for anything they run for. All right. Now, but how did he vote? That's just money he took. How did he vote? All right. Well, scroll on over to... Uh, politicsthatwork.com, voting record of Ron DeSantis. Now, this goes on where his votes go, like what percentage of the time he supports certain things, and it'll you could click on show votes, so it backs it up. So, for example, we see supports big business 100% of the time, and you'll see each actual big bill that supports that. Uh, military spending. Uh, 97.8% of the time. Again, add that to taking money from John Bolton. Yeah, he's, there's not, he's gonna support any war, no matter how unnecessary. Taxing the middle class 92% of the time. All right. Taxing rich people, probably not. Hawkish foreign policy, 83.3% of the time. Uh, domestic surveillance, 42.9% of the time. All right. So. He doesn't have a huge problem with Big Brother always watching. And you could see everything here as it goes down the list. Getting smaller and smaller. Environmental protection, 1.3% of the time. Yeah, because the other uh, vast majority of the time there, he's all about supporting policies that destruct the environment. That's what happens when you take money from Coke Industries. Funding education, 4.5% of the time. Taxing the wealthy, 0% of the time, of course. So give wealthy people all the tax breaks while kicking middle-class people in the crotch. All right, yet people keep voting for this asshole. And yeah, everything else is 0%. Uh, anything regarding doing anything about poverty, disaster relief, 0% of the time. 
Florida, a place that gets hit by hurricanes all the time, and he supports disaster relief 0% of the time. And yeah, and you could uh, see the votes on here. Yeah, of course he uh, voted, oh, like a lot of politicians in the South, he voted no on funding following Hurricane Sandy, yet these are the same people who beg the feds on their hands and knees when it hits their area. And Amendment to National Flood Insurance Act of 1968, voted no on that. So yeah, you think somebody from Florida would take disaster relief seriously. But I guess maybe if it pertains to Florida, then and only then he might. Otherwise, in general, nope, screw everyone but me. So yeah, it's just the reasons keep piling up not to vote for this guy. So that's who he was in Congress. That's who he is as a politician. All right. So then we'll go into how he was as a governor. As governor, let's see Ron DeSantis's record there. All right. So his uh, gubernatorial campaigns, we look at some of his contributors there, 2022. You'll find a lot of like local, like the Florida Republican Party. Republican Governors Association, things like that. You'll find a lot of investment firms, real estate developers. You'll find one pack called Club for Growth that openly admits wanting to privatize Social Security. There's Judicial Crisis Network, which is all about trying to nominate more conservative-leaning judges. So you know, if you're somebody who thinks they've gone too far, on things like Roe versus Wade and whatnot. Well, this is partly who you, who you can thank for that. And yeah, there's just a whole list of them here. And he's mostly known for all this divisive bullshit, all this culture war shit, like sending a bunch of migrants over to Martha's Vineyard as this political stunt, because most of the so-called uh, liberal elites, coastal elites he wanted to stick it to were mostly like out of town anyway during that, you know, wrong time of year, man. And also, yeah, all the book bans that don't say gay law and all that. I mean, I'm sure you've seen a lot of coverage about that, so I won't get into that too much. But a, the point of all this is to rile up a certain base, to get a bunch of narrow-minded idiots to think that he's on their side while pissing everyone else off. I know they'll try to use the guy's parental rights. He doesn't give a flying fuck about parents and whatnot. That's just to sound like, oh, yeah, it's about the parents and their kids rather than we're just going to flat out say what can't be taught in school and and pretend certain things that do exist uh, don't exist. It's, it's horseshit and it shouldn't go on. But, you know, that's where the attention is on that. You know, we're talking hundreds of books have been banned from Florida schools. You know, and it's not like these schools have like Hustler magazine in them or anything like that. It's just stuff saying, hey, yes, there is such thing as people who are trans. Yes, gay people do exist. And that's the thing, too. I mean, what even if I mean, kids sometimes will ask random questions. What if a kid asks a teacher like, hey, what does it mean to be this? Or, you know, I saw two guys holding hands the other day. What's that about? You know, should a teacher not be allowed to? you know, answer the kid's question or explain it. I mean, come on, 
mean, it's getting ridiculous. But again, it's all to draw attention away from other issues and divide people up against each other. And it's working pretty well. So what is he distracting us from? What's going on in Florida? Well, Florida does have among the lowest teacher salaries in the nation and among the lowest per pupil funding as well. And how else is he delivering for a state? Uh, ah, this past February, Forbes did a piece ranking states by best to worst with uh, unemployment benefits. Florida ranked at the very bottom. The bottom five states, California, Alaska, North Carolina, Arizona, and Florida had lower average weekly benefits relative to their cost of living. And again, Florida at the very bottom. And again, this is something that could happen to anybody. You know, anyone could lose their job and be in between jobs for a while. This isn't something where, yeah, it's just there for people who know the ins and outs or people who pass some ridiculous means test and whatever the case is. I mean, this is something that could happen to anybody, you know, poor or middle class, working class. And speaking of uh, workers in Florida, he's not on the side of his own constituents on the issue of minimum wage. He campaigned, he, he went against, he was trying to campaign against a ballot initiative for raising it. And it ended up winning anyway. So yeah, he doesn't represent most of his residents in Florida on that issue. And while he's all about low taxes for rich people and corporations, he'll stick it to anyone else without any qualms because most of the state's revenues come from sales and excise taxes, which fall harder on the poor and middle class. I mean, there's some study that was done where like the bottom, you know, the poorest 20% of Florida families paid around 12.7% of their income in taxes, while families whose income was in the top 4% paid 4.5% and the top 1% paid 2.3%. And again, that, that hits a lot harder on people who don't have too much money in the first place. So yeah, if you're not wealthy, he does not give a flying fuck about you. He does not represent you. And if anything, he'll hurt you before he helps you. Well, he won't do anything to help you, to be honest. So that's just something to realize and think about. So yeah, that's who he is as far as a governor in Florida. And I know he was in the Navy at one point. He even served at a Guantanamo Bay, a place that was in the news years ago for incidents of torture. Was he involved in that? I'll let you be the judge of that. According to a former detainee there, he didn't have a lot of good things to say about him. This was a guy who was never even charged but he, with anything, but he was held there for 14 years without charges. And yes, his name was Monsoor Odefi. You could read an article about it on floridabulldog.org. You could also listen to an interview with this guy on some other podcast called Eyes Left. And yeah, hear, hear what he has to say. And, you know, you come to your own conclusion on that. You know, to believe him, not believe him, whatever. But when you look at the kind, again, the sources of campaign funds for Ron DeSantis we went over earlier in Congress. Yeah, none of this would surprise me you know, based on the kind of policies he would support in this, that, and the other. So, yeah, a little recap here. 
taking campaign money from John Bolton Pack, a, a private prison pack as well. So these are things that are bad news. You know, war don't matter what it's about. Any excuse to go after people, lock people up. Like he'll, when it comes to freedom, he'll throw a bone to people who want to carry around their own gun or who don't want to wear a mask in a supermarket. Not that that kind of mandate is a thing anymore. I mean, that's so three years ago by now. So when it comes to certain things like that, yeah, he'll throw a bone at people, getting people to think like, oh yeah, this guy represents us. But everything else, no. He is not going to represent you. He's just going to throw you under the bus, and that is all there is to it. And that is everything you need to know about Ron DeSantis. Oh, and one more thing. Did you see his outburst recently or hear audio of it at all about when a reporter asked him about uh, his time at Guantanamo Bay and torture and how he just went nuts on them and said, oh, yeah, like someone's going to remember my face this amount of years later. All right. If you've been locked up in any type of prison for a long amount of time, I'm sure years later you'll still remember the faces of people who worked there. And if someone tortured you, I'm sure you would still remember the face of the person who did it. Just saying. And I know he recently came out with some book. Of course, it has the word freedom in it, even though he wants to take that away from a lot of people. He wants to tell people what they should or shouldn't read and all that crap. And he ends it with saying he wants to make America Farda. Fuck that. After all these stats and everything I just went over in this episode, yeah, I wouldn't call it a good idea. So again, screw this guy and have a wonderful day. Important to do this episode and others like it right now regarding the scumbags and sellouts who may seek higher office in the near future because we have to get it out now waiting until October of 2024 to try to convince people that both major party candidates are awful will be too late. We know this. Time is crucial to make better decisions in the primary elections or get a bigger movement going on to support a better option outside the duopoly. To hear more episodes, follow The Andrew Miller Show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Also available on Google Podcasts and several other podcast platforms I never even heard of until making these podcast episodes. If you want to support the show by throwing a few bucks at it, there's a link for that at the end of the show's description where it says About on the Spotify page or directly underneath the show's photo on the Apple Podcast site. You can also follow the show on Facebook, The Andrew Miller Show. To recognize it on Facebook, the profile pic is the same for the show itself, the astronaut on the moon with the flag, and the cover photo has two pictures in it. The one where Trump and the Clintons are schmoozing together, having a good time, and within it is the photo of Biden awarding Bush the Liberty Medal. Because nothing says liberty like supporting the Patriot Act, NSA spying, and the failed war on drugs. The point of those pics as the cover photo 
is that it's a big club and you and I aren't in it, as George Carlin pointed out in one of his later rants. Sadly, many people in this country need to be reminded of that. And of course, always remember, demand and pressure from the bottom on up is how real change happens. Anything that is great about our country, I know anyone can make a 10 hour long podcast episode about everything that's not great, but there are some great things. And everything that is great about our country, or even public and government services or programs that are actually good, none of that came about because of an elected official who wanted to be nice. Uh Uh-uh. It all comes from demanding it. A lot of protections or freedoms that are passed in individual states don't happen from leaving everything in the hands of the governor, but rather a referendum or public question or ballot initiative. A yes or no vote on the ballot for the people to decide. In fact, you can scroll through previous episodes of the show and find an episode about ballot initiatives and referendums. Hey, if you believe citizens and taxpayers should have more say in how their tax money is being spent, there's an episode about participatory budgeting. If you think the winner of an election should be the person who got the most votes, yeah, imagine that, right? There's an episode about a national popular vote. If you loathe and despise both the Democrat and Republican parties and are embarrassed to be registered as one, but still see them as the only game in town, and there's a candidate you like running in their publicly funded and administered primary election, there's an episode about open primaries. Or how about this? If you want to vote for a third party or independent candidate without being deemed a spoiler, and want to see more people feel comfortable voting their true conscience, check out the episode on ranked choice voting. If you're wondering what the deal is with delegates and primaries and at the party conventions, there's an episode about that too. Check it all out. Learn how to get involved. While I continue to rant about what I don't like here and there, or interview candidates I'd like to see succeed or gain more traction, I'll also cover more causes and talk with people involved in them. This is where it's at. Let's move forward, and for now, peace out.